Well, thank you, Pastor. What a joy it is always to be able to come to Calvary Baptist Church. Uh, we certainly enjoy uh, you folks. I was talking to uh, my son, uh, uh, Kenny, who I talk to every day. He'll, he waited just about the time he thought we were coming from lunch and, and knew about the time we were driving back. And he, he, he asked us how much we ate and how good the food was. And uh, we went to just a place where they had a lot of food. And uh, I noticed the waitress brought out this, you know, where you carry out food. And my wife were the only ones that didn't carry out any. And uh, it's kind of strange. I don't know. And maybe it's because we ate the best on the menu and it did digest faster. I don't know. Or we didn't eat breakfast. We kind of uh, made that an excuse. But I haven't figured it out yet. But we certainly had a great time. And thank you all so much uh, for the wonderful fellowship with the pastor's wife and family. And we certainly thank God for the opportunity we have to be here at uh, Calvary Baptist Church. He also said to me something else. He asked about the attendance. I told him just a great crowd today and just wonderful, wonderful servants of the Lord and a wonderful, wonderful spirit. Honestly, I preached here many, many times. I've never felt as relaxed as I was this morning preaching in this place, and that's because the Lord was here and you folks had a wonderful spirit. But he said something to me. He said, you know, Dan, he says, the seasoned saints there are hardworking people. Even when we have a youth conference, they seem to be one that are working the hardest. So that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to know uh, what working spirit God has put here in this place. And you all ought to be commended. And we certainly thank the Lord for what he is doing here. The building is beautiful. The people are beautiful. And just a wonderful opportunity uh, we have to be here. And I trust that God will continue to bless and bless the uh, Bible conference and be with the, uh, the preaching the next couple of nights. And, and just thank God for each of you and what you mean to us. Your pastor is a dear friend of ours. And, and uh, I'm not talking about friends in the ministry, but just a real friend. And we certainly cherish every opportunity we have to get together and thank God for him and God using him in such a special way here and his family for the work of God. And thank you all for being behind the work of God here in the local New Testament church. And that means a lot uh, to our Lord that we serve today. So thank you for having us and continue to pray. I appreciate your prayers for me. I'm going to have a surgical procedure this coming Friday. And I know Calvary Baptist Church is a praying church and uh, have some kidney issues. So uh, with a kidney stone and be taking care of that and having the cystoscopy as well. So I appreciate your prayers uh, this coming Friday. Well, take your Bibles, if you would, and turn with me to the book of Micah. Micah, one of the 12 minor prophets. And I'm going to share what I trust will be encouraging uh, to this group that's here tonight. The book of Micah, uh, chapter number 7. Once you find your place there, if you're physically able to stand, I want you to stand with me. And uh, we're going to stay right here in this book uh, here tonight, not have you turn any further in uh, I just look at what the Lord's laid upon my heart to be able to share with you here tonight. Mac, Micah, uh, chapter number 7, you follow along as I begin reading in verse number 1. It begins with the words, Woe is me, for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits, as the grape gleanings of the vintage. There is no cluster to eat, my soul desired the first ripe fruit. 
The good man is perished out of the earth. And there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. And they hunt every man his brother with a net. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asked us and the judge asked us for the reward. The great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar. Uh, the most upright is sharper than the thorn edge. The day of watchmen and thy visitation cometh now shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father, and the daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Therefore will I look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the opportunity we have once again to be able to gather around the teaching and preaching of God's holy word. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the pastor. We thank you for the people. Thank you for a Bible conference. Thank you for a church that will host a conference where the focus can be on the Word of God, that folks can be ministered to in a very special way, that they may have the opportunity to have their lives and hearts mended to go out and help reach a lost and dying world. We pray to your God that you would bless our time together tonight. I pray that you would take me as your servant, cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with thine Holy Spirit. Lord, I certainly need you, your guidance, your strength to be able to preach the Word of God and I pray you'll bless in a special way and we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory that's due your holy name. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for uh, standing. Micah, one of the 12 uh, minor prophets, is prophesying during some tough times. This takes place uh, during... Uh, just prior to the Assyrian invasion of the northern tribe of Israel. Micah says, these are, these are, these are tough times. Uh, notice, if you would, how he begins uh, in verse number one of our text. He said, woe is me. What I'm about to say is tough. He says, I, I compare the times that I went down to the vineyard after the summer fruit had been gathered, looking for the fruit that was sweet instead of finding 
the sweetest fruit. He said, I find only that which was left of the gleaning for the poor. Micah says, those are tough, tough times for me. He said in verse number two, the good man is perished out of the earth. He said, I'm living in a time where there are no godly men here at all. He said, I'm surrounded by those who quarreled, those who cheated, those who murdered, those who love God, he says, don't exist during these times. Michael says, these are tough times. He said in verse number three, that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. He said evil was so evident that it appeared that they tried to do it or perform it with both hands. They were striving during these times to do evil. The leadership rewarded evil instead of good. Michael says, I'm living, I'm living in tough times. No godly men. Evil is prevalent. These are tough times. He goes on in verse number four. He says, the best of them is as a briar. He said, even the best, there were no exceptions to the rule. The best men were like a thorn bush, which only pricks and hurts and injures. He says, as a matter of fact, those whom you expected to help were even worse. The most upright, he says, is sharper than a thorn's edge. In verses 5 and 6, he says, selfishness ruled mankind. That kind of sounds like the times we are living in, where people are, are, are so selfish, it's all about me. Michael says, I'm living in these times, and these are tough times. He said in verse number 5, trust not in a friend. He says, you, you, you can't put your confidence in a friend or a companion. And it gets worse, he said. Verse number six, uh, verse number five, he says, trust ye not in a friend. Put your confidence, uh, put not your confidence in a guide. And notice this, keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. He said, things are so tough, you can't even trust your own wife. He said, these are, without a doubt, tough, tough times. He goes on in verse number six. He says, for the son dishonors the father. I can't imagine what it would be like if my, one of my two boys dishonored me as a father. He goes on and says, the daughter rises up against her mother. Can you imagine Rachel, that sweet young lady here that's married to Jeremy, rising up against her mother? That's really tough times. I mean, he goes on to say, the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. Susan, could you imagine that? 
Can you imagine Rachel would rise up against you as sweet and nice as you are? I mean, those are, those are tough, tough times. Then he says, for, in verse 6, he says, A man's enemies are the men of his own house. I mean, those that are close to you have become your enemies. He says, if there's no godly men, I mean, there's no family structure. Everything seems to be weird, crazy. No friends. Family disputes. Can't trust your companion. He said, I'm living in tough times. He says, if times are these bad, this bad, who can you really trust? No friends, no companions, family, no godly leaders, just a world all messed up. And that's what he describes in these first six verses. And then he says, therefore. When you see therefore, see what it's there for. He says, therefore, in these tough times, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Let me remind you of what you can do. Let me show you what happens when you take your mind off all the things that are around you and show you who you can trust in tough times. And he made this statement in verse number seven. Therefore, because of the tough times that we're living in, therefore, I will look upon the Lord I will wait for the God of my salvation. And then he pauses and says this, my God will hear me. He said, hey, I know these are tough times. I know what we're going through. I know all that is happening in the world. But let me remind you of something. I don't care how tough times may be. There's one in tough times you can rely upon. And he says, I want, you to, I want you to think about something. Find the toughest time you're going through in your life. Micah says, let me remind you of something. My God will hear me. For a few moments tonight, I want to speak on the subject, trusting God in tough times. Now let me tell you something. There are all kinds of problems going on in the world today. There's all kinds of leadership you can't trust in. There are family problems all around. There are friendship problems that have gone sour. But Michael says, in all that is going on in these tough times, there's something I want to remind you of. My God, my God will hear me. Let's look at this for just a few moments. Micah, you mean when people are Striving to do evil. 
Michael, you mean when there are no godly men? Michael, you, you mean when the leadership is bad? You mean when all of this is going on in the world, in these tough times, there's somebody you can trust in tough times? He said, let me remind you, my God will hear me, regardless of how tough times may be in life. I, that's, that's thrilling to me to know. That the world can't get so bad that little old me, that 47 years ago when God reached down in the miry clay, saved my soul, took me out of the family of Adam, put me in the family of God, and no matter how tough times it may be, my God will hear me even in tough times. Let's look at this prophecy of Micah for just a moment. Micah mentions three things that his God would do in tough times. Israel was about to face some tough times. The Assyrians were about to attack God's people. Micah says times could not be any worse than they are today. But let me tell you something. I'm going to look to a God and I'm going to tell you something. My God will hear me regardless of how tough times may be. So Micah, in these tough times, what will this God do for you during the times that you're facing? He says in verse number seven, therefore will I look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. He said in tough times, here's something I'm assured of. My God will listen to me when I pray. Hey, 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 sometimes you can't get a hold of certain people. You, you, you can't reach the president. You can't reach the Congress. You can't reach your friend. You can't reach family. He said, well, let me remind you of something. In the toughest of times, my God will hear me. So Micah, if you are that convinced of you, with all of these things that are happening in the world, what are you going to do? He says, first of all, I'm going to look unto him in my tough times. Look at this. He says, therefore will I look, will I look upon the Lord. He says, Will I? That means I've got this personal confidence that I'm talking to a personal Christ who will hear me. After all, I can talk to God in his name. I'm assured that he's going to hear me. Therefore, in my tough times, what am I going to do? I'm going to look unto him. He says, Michael, what else are you going to do? He said in verse 7, I will wait for the Lord of my salvation. Keep in mind in these tough times, he says, I've got to be patient because I have a personal Christ 
and I am a person who knows him, therefore I'm going to wait on this Christ who's going to show me his power in my situation. I'm going to look to him, and then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lean upon him. I'm going to look to God rather than looking at my circumstances. He said, I will wait for the Lord of my salvation. That takes a little patience on the part of the saint to show the power of our Savior. He said, the Lord of my salvation, the one who's going to deliver me from my situation. He said, I'm going to wait on him. Then he goes on to say, because he will listen to my prayer, I'm going to look unto him. I'm going to lean upon him. Then I'm going to learn from him. What do you need to learn, Michael, in these tough times? He said, my God will. My God will. Think about those words. My God will. Say those words. My God will. In other words, I'm going to see his power. My God will. Then he said, hear who? Not them, but me. My God will. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to learn of his power in my situation because my God will hear me. Micah, these are tough times. These are tough times. There's nobody around to lean upon. My God will hear me in my tough times. Therefore, he will listen to my prayer. Then he goes on in verse number eight. He says something else. In tough times, he will listen to our prayers. And then secondly, in tough times, verse eight, he says, rejoice not against me. O mine enemy, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be light unto me. In tough times, my God will listen to my prayers, but in tough times, my God will light my path. Oh, the darkness may set in. Things may look difficult. And hard, but my God will light my path. The psalmist says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. When shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? But Michael, these are tough times. My God will hear my prayer. He'll hear me. He'll listen to my prayer. He'll light my path. How does he do that, Micah? He said, He'll recover me when I fall. When I fall, I shall rise again. What a God that we serve. I like a passage that spoke to my heart many, many years ago. It says this, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, I try to be a fixer, and that's dangerous. When you go through life, you're going to fix everything. You'll fix every problem. And you know what happens when you try to fix everything? You don't sleep well at night. You're always worried about this. You're always worried about Years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart and showed me a, a way to ease, thing, ease things. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. 
The steps here refers to the course of life. We're here, and we may be in tough times, but there's a course that we're going through. The steps are the course of a good man are ordered. The word ordered means arranged. So let's understand that. So my life as a child of God is being arranged by Almighty God. All right, picture that. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. In other words, if I can say the steps, the course of life of a good man are ordered, arranged by the Lord. And it hit me one day, in the middle of the steps and ordered, the course and the direction is the word good. So here's what I learned a long time ago. Instead of me trying to fix everything, why don't I simplify life by doing this? Trying to be a good man or a good woman or a good boy or a good girl. That means upright. If I can just narrow things, take my eyes off all the things that are around me and everything that has happened and focus on this one thing, Every day, I'm going to try to be a good man. I'm going to try to live right and do right and act right. I'm going to try to get closer to the Lord. If I do that and I become a good man or a good woman or a good boy, a good girl, my course of life is then directed and arranged by the Lord. Micah says, when I fall, because of tough times, guess what? I'm going to get up because this God will recover me, help me to be able to make it in tough times. So he's going to light my darkened path by recovering me when I fall. Then he goes on to say, when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. In verse 8, then he says, he not only will recover me when I fall, but this God will revive me when I fail. In other words, when I do fall, there's a way he's going to revive me. You say, how do you do that? Through his word. His word says the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In Psalm 119, 105. Through my walk, if I walk with him, if I Walk in the light as he is in light. He cleanses me from all my sins. So I have a God that I can trust in tough times. If I fall, he's going to recover me. If I fail, he's going to restore me. Micah says, tough times won't stop this God. Because in tough times, I have a God who will listen to my prayers. I have a God who will light my path no matter how dark it may be. If I fall, he'll lift me up. If I fail, he'll restore me. Come on, tough times. I got a God I can trust in tough times. And then thirdly, this is very interesting. He said, I can trust God in tough times. He will listen to my prayers. He will light my path. But then he says, he will lead my progress. You see, I got to go through tough times. 
Tough times are going to happen. I'm assured that I have a God who'll listen to my prayers. I have full assurance that I have a God who will lighten my path. But he doesn't always get me out of the tough times when I want to get out. I, 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 I don't want to go through the tough times. Well, I'm not the one that's in charge. I have a God, Michael says, in tough times. I've laid it out for you. I told you. I went to the vineyard looking for the fresh, ripe fruit, and all I found was leftovers that they made for the poor. I've told you about there's no godly men around. I told you about all the family problems. I told you about all the friendship situations. I told you about everything that's going on. I told you that the only hope we have is to look to this God, lean upon him, look to him, learn from him. You can trust him in tough times. He'll listen to our prayers. He'll lighten our path. But while I'm in these tough times, he's going to lead me in any progress that I have. Now, what is what it says in verse 9? I will bear the indignation of the Lord because he has sinned, because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. Notice this. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. But, 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 but things are bad all around me. And he Listen to me when I pray. He'll lighten my path. But how am I going to get to the end? Well, he's going to lead my progress that I have to make in tough times. Well, how will he do that? Since he's the one that's in control. And by the way, what, God, what Michael's trying to teach us is that in tough times, we're not in control. God's in control. Let me let you in on something. God was not surprised when his children started going through tough times. This is not a shock to Almighty God. And Micah says, I've seen everything that's around me, but my God will hear me. I'm assured of that, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to lean upon him, and I'm going to learn from him. But it's dark down that road. He'll lighten it for me. If I fall, he'll help me get up. If I fail, he'll restore me. Then I've got to understand something. In other words, my life belongs to him, and any progress I make in tough times is totally up to him. So, Michael, what are you going to do? Well, I think I better be patient and try to learn what he's trying to teach me. He said there that he is going to lead me to his righteousness. In other words, he's going to deliver them out of this. But whether it takes a week, a month, a year, or a long time, I've got to be patient enough to be able to learn what he's trying to teach me. Now listen, we all have gone through some tough 
tough times. And sometimes when we're going through tough times, if we know that God will hear us, he'll listen to our prayers, he will lighten our path, then we have to trust him to lead us as we progress through those tough times. So I need to be patient as I learn. Now here's where patient comes in. Two things. In tough times, I've got to be patient enough to understand that sometimes God uses trouble or tough times to accomplish his purpose in life, which sometimes, as much as we don't like to admit it, sometimes he uses tough times in the form of trouble to correct us. We don't need any correcting. We already suffered enough. Well, there's a passage in the Bible about trouble that sounds like this. For whom? Man, woman, boy, girl. The Lord loveth. He chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure. But for, and but for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Hmm. My God will listen to me when I pray. My God will lighten my path. But my God is leading me in my progress through these tough times. He knows what I'm going through. And I wonder... If sometimes, since he's in control, he leaves me there and allows me to go through that, if maybe he's not using trouble to correct me. And maybe I need to take a look at my life sometimes and try to figure out, is there something he's trying to correct in my life that maybe he uses trouble to do so? I've got to be patient enough to understand you know the good thing about when you fall or fail or go against God or sin or make a mistake and God has to chasten us? You know the good thing about it? You can smile about it. At least I know this much. I'm his. I don't know about you, but it's good to know. I'd be a little bit worried if I was going astray and messing up and nothing ever happened to me. But one of the first things is when I'm going down the road of trouble, God may be using trouble to correct me. And then secondly, i got to be patient enough to know that trouble sometimes God uses to correct me, but trials God always uses to complete me. Maybe he's trying to show there's some areas in my life that a little trial may help correct me. Peter puts it this way. He said, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, Ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. I've got to find a little patience. If trouble in these tough times to correct me, then God help me. If trials are being used in these tough times 
to complete me, then complete me. I want to be the best that I can be for Almighty God. Therefore, I've got to be patient as I learn that trouble is used to correct me and trials are used to complete me. Then he says in verse 9, he will bring me forth in delight. Since I understand that God's in control, then here's my attitude ought to be this. He said, I will proceed down these tough times as he leads me. Then he says, and I shall behold his righteousness. I'm going to still perform during tough times as he lets me. You ever thought about trials and troubles God sometimes uses in our life to help other people see him through us? And God says, Micah has showed us how bad things can be, but Micah has showed us how good God is. And he says, in tough times, which oftentimes we go through, he said, my God, regardless of what is going on in life, here's the assurance I have. My God will hear me. Micah, everything else is going bad. My God will hear me. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to lean upon him. I'm going to learn from him because I have this full assurance that my God will hear me. Oh, what a dark path I'm going down. My God will lighten my path. If I fall, he'll help me up. If I fail, he'll recover me. Since I know that, then I'm going to let him lead me down. In all the progression I make in life, I'm going to trust him to do it. Therefore, if he lets trouble come my way, I'm going to make sure that I understand maybe he's doing that to correct me. If he lets me have trials in my life, which there are many, maybe he's doing that to complete me. Maybe there's something in my life that only a trial can complete me to be what I need to be for him. Therefore, I'm going to go through this with him in control. As he proceeds and leads me, I'm going to have the attitude He's in control. And in spite of my trials, in spite of my trouble, I'm going to look for every opportunity to show my coworker or the people in the grocery store or my friends and other people that I trust this God. My God will hear me. I know that. Therefore, in toughest of times, I have this full assurance in my heart, my God will hear me. I don't know here, Calvary, it's probably like every other place that we go, people are going through some tough times, tough, tough times. 
The devil is having a rampage, destroying families, breaking up friendships, can't trust the government. So many things that are happening in our world today. And sometimes we as God's people, we focus so much on the trouble, we fail to focus on God. And Micah says, I want to paint a picture for you. Things are bad. He's saying to us in March of 2024, things are pretty bad. Probably many people in here can think of relationships and friendships and disappointments and failures and expecting something that doesn't happen. Well, Micah says, this is nothing new. He said, let me remind you of something. My God will hear me. Well, Micah will hear you, then he'll hear me. He'll listen to my prayers. He'll lighten my path. He'll lead my pro progress in life. I've just got to be patient enough to look to him, lean upon him, learn from him, and pick my worst trouble and say, I'm getting nowhere here and nowhere here. But you know what? My God will hear me. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I want you to think about that for a moment. I want you to find where you are. Maybe you're at a point in life where trouble is all around and you're wondering, wow, all I'm going through in life I mean, there are friendship problems, family problems, leadership problems, people you trusted in seem to be the ones that disappoint you the most. It seems like you've looked every place you could to find the answer. It's just, who can you trust in tough times? Michael says, let me remind you of something. My God will hear me. Put yourself in that position. And then he says, he'll listen to your prayer. He'll lighten your darkened path. And as you go through this troublesome time, he'll lead your progression. Just be patient. If he uses troubles, ask yourself, is he trying to correct something in my life that I need to correct? If he uses trials, is he trying to complete me to be more of what he wants me to be? Then I have to let him control. And I need to still be a testimony for him to a lost and dying world. My God will hear me. Our Father, Thank you. Thank you for Micah's testimony in tough times, what he saw, what he knew, what he re revealed under inspiration to each of us. There are a lot of God's children that are going through tough times. We always need to look at our lives when there's trouble and see if you're trying to correct some things and be willing to let you do that. All of us 
who are children of God will face trials. Oh God, complete in us what needs to be completed. And at the same time, as we go through tough times, may we maintain a testimony to show a lost and dying world how good our God is. And I pray that you work in a very, very special way. And I pray that you look over this congregation, those that may be watching and listening, and that find themselves in tough times. Help them to know, like Micah said, my God will hear me. Now you bless this time together. Speak to our hearts, challenge us, encourage us to be what we need to be for the glory of God. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Let's stand together.